I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KYW Original Podcasts. A new restaurant from a chef that's become known in Philadelphia for his Jewish cuisine. It's sort of full circle. You know, brisket is a little synonymous with, like, American Jewish eating. And, you know, I've been cooking brisket a long time. And this is just a different variation of how I've cooked it and how I've prepared it. Would you consider yourself a brisket expert? You know, yes, I would. Plus tips for your high holiday cooking to usher in the Jewish New Year. This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia. That's a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can, and then resume the 5K. This is What's Cooking on KYW. I'm Hadas Kuznitsa at 32 South 18th Street at the brand new Huda with chef owner Yehuda Seychelles. And this is your first restaurant that's all your own? Yeah, this is my first restaurant that I've ever opened on my own. I have opened restaurants previous. I opened Abe Fisher and Citrona Rose with Cook and Solo. And this is my first solo venture. So what was it like to break away from them? And I know that they, they kind of downsized a lot during COVID. So were you a part of that? Yeah, I mean, I was part of the downsizing as far as we shut everything down. So um, everybody was gone, just like every other restaurant group, pretty much. So was, it, was this in the works for a while then? Yeah, so I had been planning, I had been planning this concept for about a year, and then I had signed my lease on February 29th, and then everything shut down March 16th. So it just kind of worked? Yeah, I think timing worked out fine, honestly. So now you're opening during a pandemic. I'm always amazed by the restaurants that are taking the step to do that, because there are restaurants that are opening right now. Yeah, I mean, we are opening during a pandemic because it is what it is right now. We don't have control over this pandemic, but we can open a restaurant that, you know, this concept could survive in a pandemic, if not thrive. So we're very excited about being able to serve my food to Philadelphia because, you know, right now there's not much for fine dining restaurants. And this is a way for people to eat it, you know, in their own homes or at their office, or, you know, we have a couple outdoor tables and that's about it. So tell me about the concept and about your food. So the concept is a sandwich shop where we bake all of our own breads in the morning. We have two types of bread. We have a Japanese-style milk bread, and then we have a sourdough that's naturally leavened. So they're two sort of opposite ends of the spectrum as far as bread go. The milk bread being like sort of an enriched bread, you know, with like a handful of ingredients, whereas the sourdough is just three ingredients and literally just technique. So they're two opposite ends of the spectrum. You know, and the concept was really to just bring my knowledge and our, you know, respect for the ingredient, respect for the industry 
for hospitality and just sort of put all that in a sandwich, you know, and just keep it simple. What kind of sandwiches do you offer? You know, we have a brisket on a milk bun, which is really exciting. We have a grilled swordfish on the milk bun. We have a crispy mushroom. We also do like a smoked salmon, open-faced on a grilled sourdough. And we also do a roasted squash with some almonds and some honey. We do, you know, some sides and salads as well. We have a really popular fruit salad. And we also do lamb chops. So you've been associated with Cook and Tola. Some people might associate your food with like... Jewish food. Is it by chance that you're opening ahead of the big Jewish holiday, Rosh Hashanah? <laughs> um, you know, I think it sort of just fell out that way. Um, you know, it's a new it's a new year, it's a new start. We'd really like to close out 2020 on a good note, which I think we're doing. Um, you know, and Rosh Hashanah will help that because or 50, what's the year? 57? I get lost after 58, 57, 58 yeah. something. Yeah. Something. So are you offering, is this part of like, are you doing anything for the Jewish holidays or is that just kind of by chance. We're not offering anything specific for Rosh Hashanah, although we do have an amazing brisket sandwich. So, you know, that's always festive for Jewish holidays. So tell me a little bit about your decor. It's a, it's a small space, it looks like, with a bookshelf, and it looks like you're kind of cleaning up for the day. So it's a sandwich shop? Yeah, so it's a sandwich shop. It used to be a sushi restaurant, and I sort of wanted to keep that, like, that, like, Japanese-style, like, feng shui thing going on, because we have a beautiful red oak wall. And then there was sort of this black tile and it was just like a really, and you know, we put in some like white quartz countertops and some black granite. So we're playing with like the black and the white and the wood. So it's just supposed to be a very like tranquil, relaxing environment where you're just coming in, getting great food and leaving. And we just want people to walk in and say, wow, this looks like a, this looks like it would be a nice house, you know? <laughs> looks like you're also in the midst of doing a mural on the wall. Tell me about that. Yeah. So um, we are doing a mural on the wall. A woman by the name of Alexandra Smith, she is a a really phenomenal artist and she is drawing a mural of a well it's got a lot of stuff going on but it's milk bun and vegetable themed and there's a lot of cool little characters in it and eventually i'd like to spread it out throughout the whole wall right now it's just one part of the wall so how are you preparing for 50 percent indoor dining what do you think about everything that's going on with restaurants right now? For now, we're just doing outdoor dining. We have a pretty small space, so the indoor dining, I mean, right now it's 25%, so that really doesn't, it does, it's not even worth it, um, just because there's a lot of extra precautions you have to take. You know, not to mention it might deter some people from coming in if they see people eating without masks um, in a small space. So I think that I would rather just have, you know, we have a beautiful outdoor space. We have our food travels very very well and i just don't see I'm, I'm fortunate enough not to have to rely on indoor dining unfortunately there's a lot of chefs and restaurateurs that have to and they are dealing with it and i i give them all the credit in the world it's a really tough time for restaurants and i think that you know we'll get through this we can't like i said earlier we can't control this pandemic we could just try to you know operate within the guidelines so you have to take that all into consideration when you're doing your budget, when you're writing out your line items, when you're figuring out what, how much you need to make to survive. I mean, this is something I have been dealing with, you know, just as a chef in general, always sort of trying to plan for things you can't plan for. Make our food fresh daily anyway, so, you know, we're, we're in control of how much we spend and that sort of thing. What has been the biggest challenge? The biggest challenge is wearing a mask while I'm cooking over a grill for six hours. 
and trying to communicate with a mask on has been a little challenging you know also like on a personal level it's like you see these guests come in and you know I, I recognize some of them some of them it's harder to recognize you see that smile on their face you can't really see that right now um, but I know they're happy on the inside so that's a challenge not being able to connect because of the mask yeah it's a connect it's a connection it's 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 a little it's hard to to like breathe you know it's like suffocating a little bit while while we're cooking but you know again it's like it's just a minor obstacle that allows me to cook during a pandemic so um, i'm very appreciative of that but i would say the biggest challenge is probably wearing a mask honestly and uh, you know you just opened so if people are kind of curious are they what what has been the response thus far even though it hasn't been open that long um we've had great response everyone seems to really love it you know it's it definitely stands out which i was really excited about Do people peek their head in and ask questions about like the indoor dining and is this a takeout place and yeah. what's going on i mean i think it's I think people look inside and they kind of um, are interested into what's going on in there because, you know, when you look, you know, the kitchen's sort of set up more like a like a sit-down small plates restaurant, you know, also the decor. So when, you know, they find out it's sandwiches, I think it's very intriguing to people. What have you learned from your time at Cook and Solo that you're bringing with you to Huda? You know, just respect, respecting your guests, respecting your employees, respecting your purveyors, you know, understanding that it's not just... It's not just about you. It's it's a whole community um, of Philadelphia, of this industry, and just understanding that, like, you know, you're just one part of this. It's not just all about you, you know. It's about the guests, and it's about the people that work for you. Do you ha- now, now that you are the chef owner, what's it like to be responsible for everybody? I mean, it, it's definitely it's definitely a lot, you know. I'm responsible. I have seven employees, you know. I, I'm responsible for their uh, for their finances, you know, to make sure that they are they're happy and make sure they're making a living and and it's it's a responsibility that you know I, I feel very grateful for and I hope I can continue to grow this company and continue to make people happier and grow with people and help them out with their careers and whatnot. What inspires you about like excites you about you know opening a new place? You know the unknown. You know like when you have a restaurant for a while, you pretty much know you know you know how many covers you're going to do most likely. You know what's going to happen. You know what the reaction's going to be after a little bit. But here you, I, I had no idea. There was definitely a little bit of a risk. I mean, obviously there was a risk. You know, we're baking bread in-house. That was kind of a big move considering there's like all these amazing bakeries in Philadelphia that I could have easily bought bread from that know a lot more about bread than I do. But I feel like people are really taking it on. If you love the unknown, this is the perfect year for you. Exactly, because 2020 (laughs) is the unknown. Anything that's really struck you as you opened Huda, like anything that's been really unusual or out of the ordinary that you've been like, well, I didn't didn't expect that, Um, aside from the obvious. (laughs) Well... You know, I don't know. I, 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 I try not to have expectations in, in a sense where I kind of just want to like flow with it and just go along with it. So no, I don't think that anything sort of has come. I've seen it all this year. So yeah, You mentioned, I mean, it's a sandwich place. So a lot of places in the city that had been sandwich places were, you know, selling to offices, although a lot of people aren't in the office. So what, what are you thinking with that? Is it working for you? So it is working. I would say once the offices are back, Hopefully sooner than later. You think they'll be back? I mean, they'll be back eventually. <laughs> it has to go back. I'm kind of liking working from home. <laughs> I'll be honest. I know. My wife is too. She loves it. I, you know, I, I think that for a lot of people, you know, working at home works. But, you know, certain industries, they, they sort of need that human to human interaction. You know, that, you know, team building, you know, it's not every industry, but some industries have that. 
and there's a lot of empty office space right now and I think people are going to start coming back you know in the next few months you know you're banking on that I'm just hoping that life gets back to normal you know and um no business has been good there's a lot of people that live around here and the people you know we're going to start doing delivery you know in the next week or so and you know the people that are working remotely you know they can order online um so there there are options even for the people that are not working in offices what's your website how do you order online so hudaphl.com so h-u-d-a-p-h-l.com and you just click on the link right on the right on the page that says huda just got faster click here and then you could order online and your food's ready in about 15 minutes what's your favorite sandwich what should we order I love the brisket sandwich because I ate one today. <laughs> Seems like you're selling it. I saw the sandwich board with the brisket sandwich being advertised. Yeah, I mean, it just, it's, it's sort of full circle. You know, brisket is a little synonymous with like American Jewish eating. And, you know, I've been cooking brisket a long time. And, and this is just a different variation of how I've cooked it and how I've prepared it. Would you consider yourself a brisket expert? You know, yes, I would. So now you know as what. Far as, brisket, as far as brisket goes, well, I'd say I'm in the top 0.1 percentile <laughs> of people who cook it. Okay, so since I have you here, and the high ho- the Jewish high holidays are about to begin, what tips can you give us with cooking brisket? I would say make sure you season it with salt. That's very important. I would say make sure you do not cook it to shreds. You want to make sure it's fork tender, but beyond that, you don't want to cook it much longer. And also, let it cool before you slice it. That's always a good move. Yeah. So how long should you be cooking a brisket? You know, that is the uh, million dollar question. I've cooked brisket overnight. You know, you could. it just depends on the temperature. Probably the minimum would be, I would say, three and a half hours, depending on your temperature. You know, if you put it in like a 225 degree oven, you could cook it for hours and hours and hours. So um, as long as it's not falling apart, because it's still going to cool. Like once it comes out of the oven, if it's like if you stick a fork in it and it completely falls apart, it'll still taste good. But like it tastes even better when it's still... And you still maintain its integrity and you could still bite into it. What's the best way to ruin a brisket? The best way to ruin a brisket, I think, is by like make overcooking it because then it's dry. You know, it, it's there's a there's a small window. You know, it's like the same conversation I have during Thanksgiving and turkeys, you know. Although brisket's a little more forgiving than turkey. So Isn't it? Yeah, because even when it's overcooked, you know, it's covered in sauce and it's still delicious. So, you know, keep cooking keep cooking cooking your briskets, everybody. Make sure it's nice and sweet for the holiday. Because I love dried fruit in my brisket. I think that's delicious. A little grated horseradish makes it nice, too. So you can always kick it up that way. The spicy and the sweet. Yeah, exactly. And it's very Jewish. You know, you got your apple. You could do some even fresh apples in there as well. Anything else you want to add? Braising brisket and apple cider is delicious. Really? (laughs) Yeah. And even brining it in apple cider as well. We used to do an apple dinner every year at Abe Fisher. And we did a apple cider braised brisket and it was unbelievable so. so you just put it in a solution yeah i mean i think we did uh i think we pretty much just poured a bunch of apple cider on top of like i think we brined the brisket maybe overnight and then we poured a bunch of apple cider both alcoholic and non-alcoholic and we just let it braise for a long time and it gets like really sweet you know we hit us with a splash of apple cider vinegar and it's it's unbelievable You're excited for to cook for yourself for the holidays I am excited for my mother-in-law to cook brisket. (laughs) So you take a break during the holidays and other people cook. Absolutely. Yeah.
hundred percent. Do they get nervous? Like, because you're the chef. Like, you know, got it's got to pass your, ta- your mean, test. I think at this point they know that I'll I'll eat just about anything. And my mother-in-law happens to be a great cook. Chef Yehuda Seychelles just opened Huda. Congratulations here at 32 South 18th Street, and uh, you're open for business once again. Your website is hudaphl.com. Congratulations on your first spot. That's your own. Thank you so much, and happy New Year. Happy New Year, Shanatova. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.